up, cool side chicks? It's your girl, Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you are tuned into Sage Girl Secrets. What's up, ladies? How y'all feeling today? We're good. I mean, I'm better. We good. She good. So you just gotta speak it, Lord. She good. She good. You gonna speak it over me? That's fine. Speak, Lord. Speak to me. Oh, come on now. Speak, Lord. Speak to me. Speaking of Lord, speak. Shadai, don't you have a story when the Lord has spoke to you? I do. I do have a story. Okay, so. If you know me, then you know I have a dog child. Her name is Zoe. Yes, that is her dog child. Her name is Zoe. And um, she's very special to me. She is the one thing that I have kept alive and taken care of. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What? Keep going. I'm serious. We know. That's that's the crazy part is that we know you're serious. We know you're serious. It's a lot. I got a feeder and walker. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, it's just been... A, a an interesting journey but this one time I um I was on my way to work and usually like when I wake up I take Zoe out I walk her I bring her back in um my sis shout out to Jazz bought me a cappuccino machine from Starbucks and so like in the mornings I would make a cappuccino and then I would head off to work and I would drink on the way to work so this particular day I left out um to go to work and I left my cappuccino sitting on the counter um, I leave Zoe out because in my apartment, she's really good. Like, she doesn't get into very many things. Usually, um, she'll watch TV. She kind of just chills. I'll send a walker. What you about to say, Lauren? She's part human. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Zoe's usually good. So, um, I have a camera. So, usually, I'll just peek in on her or whatever. She's usually good. So, this day, I left out. I get like five minutes away from my house. And I'm like, dang. Um, I left my cappuccino. And my spirit says, go back. And I was like, no, I was like, I don't really need to go back because I can stop at Starbucks or I can get coffee from somewhere else. Like, I don't really need to go all all the way way back back to my house to get this cappuccino. I can just get one somewhere else. And so I keep driving and then I get to the light right before I'm turning to like get on the highway. And it's like something really strong inside of me is like, no, Sade, go back. And so I was like, all right, Lord, cool. Clearly, this is you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and turn around. Because at that point, it was like, this is my spirit. This is in my mind. Like, oh, I want coffee. It's like something inside of me is saying, go back. So I go back. I walk in the house. And in my house, it's kind of like, my. it's super open. So it's like the kitchen and the living room is like open. And then you go down a hall and my bedroom is on the side. And so when I walk in, usually Zoe like runs to me. And so on this particular day, I walked in. I saw the cappuccino on the counter. But the dog didn't run to me. So I was like, where is Zoe? I walk a little further. I notice that the trash can is completely turned over. I'm like, what? That's weird. Zoe's never gotten into the trash. I get to my bedroom. Zoe is laid on the bed with a bag of Hershey's Kisses. And she's, like, very comfortable. Like, she took the bag <laughs> out of the she trash. <laughs> Zoe, no. Zoe is fixed, okay? Ain't no cycle over there. Um... And she had taken the bag and she literally was in the process of like trying to figure out how to get them out of the bag and eat them. Dogs cannot have chocolate. They can literally die 
from eating chocolate. Mm-hmm. And the night before, I had like eaten a couple of Hershey's Kisses and I decided I'm not a real chocolate person. I'm like, Denisa. Love it. Who loves some chocolate. And I threw the bag in the trash. So apparently Zoe that night had decided. It's like, she don't know what she's doing. She, she plotted and she waited. She knew. She was like, my mama gonna go to work. Right. She, she waited. She was very like polite. She sat up straight like, oh, when you leave. Oh, it's a plan for this. Yes. <laughs> it's a plan. Okay. Um, and, and literally, if I would have not listened, if I would not have listened, my dog literally could potentially be dead. Like, and that's so hard for me to say, but if I had not gone back when I went back, she would have eaten pretty much probably the, the whole, whole bag, bag. Mm-hmm. knowing her. And it's toxic. And she literally would have whatever had happened to her while I was at work and I wouldn't have known until I came home. And so it was a moment where I realized that sometimes even the smallest things when you hear from God make mm-hmm. a huge difference. And so I'm I'm learning more and more that listening to God and heeding to his voice is so important. So that's my story. But have any of y'all experienced that where, you know, and I feel like you know, we talk about the small things. It's funny because on the big, big things, I feel like I don't even really be hearing from God clearly. But he be, definitely feel like that sometimes. But he talked to me real well on the small things. Yeah. He be like, Charday, take your contacts out. I, it's funny because especially <laughs> with, with the small things, I feel like it's on purpose. It's like a it's him teaching you to learn how to hear from him mm-hmm. so if you are or you're, you're listening and you're obedient to the small things then you can be able to receive the bigger things because i feel like it, honestly listening to the bigger things are harder yeah yeah you know it, it could be like okay i'm about to buy a car or something and you really want this car and god is like nope don't do it that's not the one i mean i remember that happened to me like it was I wanted a specific car and I found it at a certain dealership and I went and they gave me the runaround, but I knew walking in there, that's not, it was like, no, that's not the place where I told you to go Mm -hmm. wait, but I wasn't being patient and all of that. So I left without the car. I think two days later, I found the same car was just a different color, the color that I really wanted. And it was, when I tell you it was sweatless like literally sweatless. It was like, oh yeah, we got it. And I got it, I got it from CarMax. But yeah, we got it. We can ship it to you. There's no shipping fee. Wow. All of that, blah, blah, blah. So like, especially that to me, those are big, big decisions. You right, know? That's right. a big purchase, you know, at the time, especially that was, I think that was like my first car, right. big girl car purchase. But like, so I feel like us practicing the small things like, hey, Ayana. Don't leave the house at this time because there's a lot of traffic. Or wait a few minutes because um, there is an accident that is going to happen or whatnot. And you don't know it's an accident, you know. But you're so I, I'm even learning that the little delays are is is God intercepting and talking and what well, go do this first or go do that. So it's like I'm I'm learning to be continuously be obedient to the little things every day. So it's like, all right, Lord, God, literally guide my steps. Like I pray that guide my steps. So I don't care if it's big, small. <laughs> I don't care. No, if it's... <laughs> no, no, stop it. That's like that meme I sent y'all last night. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> but um, yeah, like literally guide my steps in everything, like every single thing. So 
even if I hear like the slightest, like, I guess, jolt in my spirit or whatever about the smallest thing. Right. Like, listen, just listen to it. So I think the small things, listening to him, <clears throat> listen, listening to him and the smaller things kind of build your character. Yep. Because it, and then when the big things come, even when he, you feel like he isn't speaking, you're already solidified because he's confirmed and spoken to you so many times mm-hmm. in the little things yeah. that you're either not thrown off as much or you have the endurance to like wait it out and take heed until you feel like you hear from mm-hmm. him for the big things. It, for me, it'd be like, you know, and it's been working. He'd be like, you know, calm down. You don't got to be that petty. Like, you, you know, that is beneath you. That's kind of childish. Like, let it go. You know, and that's, I'm like, I don't want to let it go. You know what I mean? Let me be petty. Let me be sarcastic. Because clearly they think I'm a joke. But either way, it's like listening. And, you know, I had a situation where I listened. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm, there's no retaliation. It is what it is. But I really want to lay these hands. But I'm going to let you do your thing. And then later on, maybe like a month or two later, the person was like, you know what? I really appreciate, you know, you not, you were right. You know, I really mm-hmm. appreciate you not really being so hard on me um, because I was expecting that from you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's not cute. You expected me to be this kind of, you know, and then Laura was like, OK, so chill, chill on that. Chill mm-hmm. on the little things yeah. that eventually can blow up and be bigger things or either just kind of like keep you grounded until you feel like you hear from him on big things. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, that the little things lead up to the big things and hearing his voice in the small gives you the ability to know his voice in the big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Lauren? What? You normally got words. She normally be coming. But you, do you listen to God? I try. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh God. <laughs> no, I mean, I try. But, of course, we all, you know, the Bible said we all come short. I love your honesty, you know, because yeah. that's, that's real. That's real. Yeah. yeah. What do you think stands in the way of you? And, I, and and it sounds like you're saying that you hear from God, but you don't always listen in terms of being, are you saying you don't listen in terms listen. of being obedient? Oh, you're speaking on a particular situation. Well, well, yes, that I care not to expound on. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, I think I, I didn't listen at a at <clears throat> concerning a a thing. Um, a thing or a person? A person. Okay. It was it was concerning a person, but. Um, Honestly, since then, and I guess maybe that's why this topic is so sensitive to me. That's why the I Lord hasn't. I know, talk, Jesus, <laughs> loose her tongue, tongue be thou loose, Jesus. Um, the Lord hasn't spoken to me in the way that He used to since then, and so um, it's like now I'm in a place where it's a little bit hurtful because, and it's not like I'm mad at God; I'm mad at myself, right? Because it was like I took for granted hearing God's voice clearly, and I think a lot of times. I mean, I hear, you know, friends tell me, oh, yeah, I, I hear the voice of God. I hear the voice of God. But it's like, how do you hear God's voice? And I kid you guys not, there was a time in my life, just like we're talking on this podcast, I could hear God just that clear. Um, and I'll just, I'll go ahead and say it. I always say, I'm not going to tell, but then I end up telling. Um, it was about a guy. And I remember being in my closet. I so knew it was about a guy. Yeah, I, I, I kind of know the story too. That's only yeah. Yeah, sure. I, knew. Dang, I, remember, I didn't know. I remember being in my closet and I had just started to randomly worship. Like I was worshiping God, and this this guy had came across my mind, and I was just like, God, you know. And I remember crying. That's what it's like. So embarrassing to me because I remember crying and being in tears. And I was just like, God, if this guy is not for me, let me know. Let me know. And he was like, he's not for you. And I was like, hold up now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hold up now. Hold up. Was that you, Laura? 
Lord. How is that me saying it? Was right. that you, Lord? I was like, nah, you ain't have to say it that quickly. <laughs> you could have let, let me, me think right. a little bit. Could have gave me some hope. And I, I clearly remember telling God, like, um, yeah, I'm going to have fun. So thank you for your advice, but I'm going to do my own thing. And I did. Mm-hmm. And um, nothing terrible happened. Nothing terrible happened. But it was actually something terrible did happen. I didn't hear from God the same. That was what terrible happened. It was nothing that was, you know, present here on this earth that terribly happened. It was spiritually. Right. I damaged myself. I felt like I damaged myself spiritually because it was like since then, yes, God has spoken to me, but it's just different. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Um, Were you about to say something? No, go ahead. Okay. So walking out that process and seeing the difference, do you feel like maybe... Is it God hasn't spoken to you the same, or are you like condemning and really beating yourself up I about what happened? So in your mind, you feel thing. like there's a disconnect because you feel yes. like you let him down, or you feel like you did your own thing, which resulted in it. But I don't know. I think, and I think we touched on this before um, on an episode. I don't think it's. I think partially I did beat myself up about it um, because I really felt like, like I said back just a few seconds ago, I felt like literally at that place, God and I was dancing. Mm. You know, like I was, we was just yeah. hanging out, chilling, having a great time together. And um, we dancing now, it's just the, the groove is a little bit different. And I think um, to that point, I think the Lord is requiring more of me. Whereas before, I think spiritually, honestly, spiritually I was immature on some things. I think the Lord could speak to me easily because I didn't know certain things. It's almost like when Adam and Eve were in the garden and um, when Jesus came down to the garden and Adam was like, we're naked. And the Lord would say, well, how do you know you're naked? Right. You know, it's like Adam then had placed himself in a position where he was now exposed to something different, mm. where the Lord had to then begin to deal with him in a different way. So that's kind of how I feel for me. It's like it's I like recognize... you have a layer on, and he has to work yeah. through that to get to you almost? I don't even know if it's a layer. It's it's like I put myself in a position where it's now I think the Lord requires more of me mm. because well, I know I know more. It's like the saying is, when you know, when you know better, you do better. Right. So it's like now the Lord's like, okay, well, you put yourself in that position. So now you know some things that you didn't know before you got with this person. Right. And he's like, now I got to deal with you a little bit different. Right. But I don't think that's a negative, though. It's not a negative. It's not. I'm not saying it's a negative. I just think it's turbulence, you know, because when you're used to dealing with something a a certain way, it's almost like with with me and my um, my mom. I'm going to use my mom, for example. When you're a Mm -hmm. child, your mom talks to you a certain way. That's where Mm -hmm. I was going. Yeah. Where the word says, like, when you're a child child. and you Mm -hmm. and you drink milk but when you're full grown you have to eat of the meat and it's almost like you ain't a suckler no more like you you eating you can feed yourself now because you you said that at the time you were spiritually immature with certain things so he spoke to you a certain way right so i feel like now like you said you know certain things so i feel like god is like you know this but you know that came afterwards i think that no but that's what i'm saying like so now like i guess i guess the thing i want to make sure is that like because the way it's coming out is though it's like it feels different. Your relationship with God feels different, but it's not necessarily something you're satisfied with. No, but I'm, no, that's that's not that's not okay. what I'm saying. I'm okay. I'm very satisfied in the place that I am with okay. God, totally. Um, but I'm saying that it took me 
it took some transition for me to get to that place because I was expecting God to come to me the way that he had came to me prior to this experience. Mm -hmm. And it's like mentally, I was no longer in that same place that I once was. So why am I expecting God to come to me in the same way that he used to come to me? Mm. So it's like now that I've become a little more mature about life, came a little bit more mature about honestly about sin, about some, some choices that you make that are sinful. Um, the Lord had to deal with me a little bit different. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's anything bad. Like, don't get my words misconstrued. It's nothing bad. It was just something I had to figure out. Okay. So it's like when you're going through, when you're going through a transitional period, a lot of times it don't feel good because it's like, dang, I, I remember when. I remember when we could just do this, we could just do that. And the Lord's like, yeah, we can still do it, but it's gonna require this of you now. It's mm-hmm. gonna require that of you. You're gonna need to pick up your word a little bit more. You're gonna need to do and and honestly, it has matured me in a level that Honestly, it's shocking. And so I'm not saying that I'm not grateful for it, completely grateful for it, but it just took, you know, some time for me to get there. Okay. Okay. I appreciate your honesty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do. So, there was another sis. (laughs) There was another sis. There was another sis. That listened. That listened. Um, What was it, like two weeks ago? Was it two? Two or three. Two, three weeks ago, we had the opportunity to check out the new movie, Harriet. Um, and we had the opportunity to go to the screening and uh, watch it. And Sis was listening in the movie. Um, y'all want to share anything about it? What you took from it? Uh, I mean, without telling the movie itself. I don't but, mind um, telling the movie. <laughs> Lord, please don't let Lauren I speak. Because she'll okay. tell the whole movie. Y'all ain't no point in y'all going to see the movie, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, I guess we could say this, like, I guess in going with what we talk, we're talking about with sis, uh, listen, um, Harriet definitely did listen. There was an aspect in the movie where it really showed her listening to the Holy Spirit when it came to, um, you know, of course they expressed it as a feeling, but Mm -hmm. it was the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, you know, when it came to moving about with certain decisions that she made in her life. And, um, you know, deciding to go back and help free people and all those different types of things. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to mention, especially in this episode, that um, as children of God, when we're listening, we're not just listening for us. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the times when God is speaking to us, when we're hearing from him, when we neglect to listen, it's literally like we're removing ourselves from being the pipeline that he's using to do whatever it is that he's trying to do in the earth. And so I think that Harriet is a perfect embodiment of that, of the fact that God had this direct connection with somebody who was willing to listen on another level that literally affected hundreds, you know, thousands of people's lives long after, you know, she's gone. And um, I just think even in here, Lauren, I thank you for being so vulnerable. Um, I think it's important for all of us to understand that, you know, it's, it's a maturing and a hearing and then obeying. So it's a listening and a listen as in hear, and then also a listen as in obey. And Harriet possessed the ability to hear and to obey. Mm-hmm. So I think one great thing too about the movie um, that I remember writing down was that uh, Harriet asked God to give her the confidence to fight. Yeah. So it wasn't a thing of, 
her just listening to God, she knew that the task that God had given her was great. But she knew that in order to get the task done, she needed him on her side. Mm-hmm. And so on, on constant um, visuals within the movie, you'll see literally, I guess I'm telling the movie, but I just told y'all I was going to tell it. So, hello. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, nah, I got too but, many details. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ashley, it's just, that's just a little snippet. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of instances where Harriet literally consulted with God and was just like, hey, how am I going to do this? Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I oftentimes tell my friends all the time because with us and being in our real world experiences, um, a lot of times we get a little uneasy about things or how things are going to work out. And I oftentimes remind friends, I say, you know, the Lord would not bring you this far just to leave you. Right. Like if he guided you to that point, he'll guide you to the next. Mm-hmm. And that was one big takeaway that I took from Harriet was the fact that, you know, God initially guided her to set herself free. Yeah. And then he That's then had to, he had to you know reveal to her and say hey not only am I here to set you free but I'm using you as the vessel mm-hmm. to set others free as well. Yeah, I think uh, one takeaway that I had was actually um, her being obedient to God despite what other people thought. Yeah, yeah. because there was a lot of opposition. Um, listen, there's opposition with family. There's opposition with friends. You know, there are people who will you, you'll say hey God told me to do this. And because people are not comfortable or they're not at that place, they will try to discourage you out of doing something because they, their faith and their expectation isn't at the same place of yours. Right. So I feel like even with Harriet and in the movie, there were those points where it was like, no, nah, I don't know if you should do this. I don't think you should do that. And she's like, listen, God is telling me, I know I need to go do this mm-hmm. and that's it. And I really enjoy that part in them showing that, especially because what if she wasn't obedient? Right. What if she wasn't obedient? So Yeah. And I think that's... Sorry, Denise. No, go ahead. I think that's so key for our listeners is, you know, what if you're not obedient? Um, I know... I don't know if we're going to go to a word at the very end, but I want to give a word right now. Um, I've been meditating lately on Saul and David. Mm-hmm. We all know I love David. Mm-hmm. Little dirty David. Um <laughs> I may talk to y'all about that another day, but um, just how Saul was kind of denounced as king because he wasn't in a space where he would listen to God, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Be obedient to God. And then God came and he basically said, I've rejected Saul as king and now I'm going to make David king and I'm taking it away from Saul because he didn't listen. And God showed me how through Jesus Christ, we're under a different dispensation where through grace, God showed me that I can change and transform a heart through the Holy Spirit. I couldn't do that before. I didn't have access to Saul to change him. I didn't have access to Saul to allow the Holy Spirit to work on him in such a way where he would, like Lauren just said, mature to a space where our relationship grew to something new. And so for you, if you feel like, well, I ain't listened before, God took it away from me. I feel like a lot of times women fall into this. Well, I didn't catch God the first time. I missed it. There is no missing God after Mm. Christ has come. Literally. Christ came that you don't miss God. He does not Mm -hmm. take things away from you because you don't get it right the first time. Now to everything, there is a season. So you may got to wait for another season. But whatever God has done for you was, was, was signed, sealed with Jesus and it's still available to you should mm-hmm. you listen 
the next time God mm-hmm. requests it from you. So that was that was just God doing that whole little thing right there. Because what I was going to say is what I took away from the movie is that, you know, God will honor the step and the reroute. Like, so what I took away from the movie was at the end of the day, God said this and that's what she did. Now, there were several times or several situations that had to reroute the way that she thought it was supposed to go or the way it was supposed to play out. There was a reroute and who I thought was going to come with me and what my future was going to look like. There was a reroute and why you gave me this vision and what I thought was supposed to come to pass. There was a reroute. Can I add another reroute? There was a reroute. When there was an enemy that that was once against Harriet. Come on now. That was a reroute. Right. That enemy had to end up working for God to get the thing done. And he listened to what the Lord said. The Lord was the one facilitating that whole move. Like it was a reroute. So come on, uh, reroute. Hashtag. Hashtag (laughs) Reroute. But to Sade's point, what I was going to say is, you know, like God literally just honored the step. Homegirl didn't know how she was going to get to where. Didn't even really know where she was going for real but she made a step and god honored that step like even if you miss a step my g got you there's a reroute and he's gonna honor your step so mm-hmm. what i took away from it is i'm never not in the right place even if i feel like i am i'm never not in the right place because his grace is always sufficient he will always make a way when i miss a step yeah as long as i keep on stepping he's going to reroute yeah. and he's going to get me to the end destination that the destination doesn't change how i get there may yeah but the destination and what that looks like for me and for my my life absolutely will not change. Amen. The only way it won't work is if you opt out. Mm-hmm. God is in it to the ends of the earth at this point. Yeah. Um, but we got an awesome opportunity to chat it up with one of the stars of Harriet, uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway, who is a legend. Um, she legendary. was legendary. She for was real, in Coming to America. In case you don't remember her, she was the one who was hopping with the high ponytail. Right. Whatever with the you gold like. Embellishments. Yes. Whatever you like. Whatever you like. Um, <laughs> she's been in so many projects since then as well. Um, and it was an honor and a pleasure to be able to talk to her about this film. So we are going to go to a break. And when we come back, you will get to hear firsthand our interview with Miss Vanessa Bell Saint Girl Secrets is brought to you in part by the Hair Razor Hair and Skin Oil. Visit www.thehairraiser.com for more info. Hey, what's up, ladies? Thank you for tuning in to Save Girl Secrets. We're back, and we're super excited because on the line, we have Vanessa Bell Calloway. She is an actress, she is a dancer, and she is one of the stars of the newest hit movie, Harriet. Vanessa, how are you? I am good, ladies. How are you? We can't complain. We're just so excited to be on the line with you and to hear all about this movie and really your journey as far as the movie is concerned thus far. I guess the first question that we have for you is what was it like working on Harriet and how has it impacted your life? Well, it was a joy to work on Harriet and it's a joy to be a part of this wonderful film that I think is going to really get some attention and um, it's going to last and stand the test of time because, as you know, this is the first film ever done about Harriet Tubman, and it's long overdue, and it was beautifully uh, written, uh, and, and, and it was directed beautifully by Casey Lemon. So I think that it has uh, legs, as we would say, or life. So the impact on it has just been tremendous for me because, like I said, I'm just proud to be a part of it. 
uh, this historical piece that is beautifully, you know, the adaptation. And what I love most about it is the way you leave feeling in, in the theaters. You feel triumphant. You feel joy. You feel inspired. Although it has a same narrative. And we do have to recall and remember what that means and how that feels and what that looks like. But when you see this movie and you see how what a badass Harriet is and how she just her tenacity that this woman possessed and the faith that she had and the courage that she has is inspiring to watch. So, Miss Vanessa, um, first of all, thank you for the answer. Wow, I'm like super inspired already. <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask you, um, how are you able to open up and feel the emotions of being Harriet's mother? You know, I get asked that question a lot in different ways, and uh, it, it wasn't hard, you know. It was not difficult at all because one thing about acting is you have to open yourself and your soul and you have to let other feelings come in and you have to be able to let them come in, experience what that feels like, and then release it. And what was, you know, not difficult about this is because I'm a black woman. I'm a black mother. I was a little girl of the civil rights era, so my indelible imprints are the nightly news that we watched where down south the police were beating and uh, killing and having dogs attacked in the water holes on black citizens. That's what I saw on the news. I know what it's like to be dis- discriminated against. I've been called the N-word. So when you take all of that and you just relive who you are and then our times today are so um, cantankerous that the anger I feel just watching my daily news if I add all that together in a mixing bowl and I stir it up, that's Rit. Rit had pain. We all have pain. You just learn how to take your pain from other areas and you pour it into that character that you're portraying. But as a mother, I felt her pain instantly because I have two beautiful daughters that I would kill for. And for this woman to have to watch her daughters be taken from her in the beginning of the movie, you know, she had children that were taken, sold from her. She never saw these children again. And they weren't sold as babies. They were like people she had raised. So she's close to these girls. These are her babies. And they were snatched and taken away. And there was a point where she thought she lost Harriet when Harriet first escapes. They didn't know if she was alive or dead. So when you take all of that and you put it in a mixing bowl and you add a little water and stir, I didn't have to do anything but open up and feel what it felt like, what it would have felt like to her. That's awesome. Um, I think you definitely, I know we've gone through the screening, you definitely get those emotions and they come across very honest. And I know for you, you're no stranger to the field of acting. I know Coming to America, the original came out in 88, which was the year that I was born. Um, And you've done so many things. The year I got married. (laughs) That's the year I got married. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just coming into the world. Um, You know, you've done so many things um, from that to... Um, I believe what's love got to do with it and, and Crimson Tide and just so many other projects that you've worked on. What do you think differentiated this project from others that you've been a part of? Well, because the story is different, you know. Each, each movie has its own story. That's what makes it different. The work is the same. For me, I've still got to work. I've still got to make it believable, as you said. I've still got to do the homework. I've still got to open up and portray these characters to be real people, whether it's a fictional character or it's a 
true story. So the only thing that makes it different is, is the story. You know, this happens to be a biographical story. It's true. This person existed. The person, you know, Harriet existed. The person I'm playing existed. So you feel a responsibility to that because you don't just make up stuff because it sounds good or it looks good. You want to make sure that you're portraying, you know, the people and the era existed and the situation in the era, era is real as we know it. They were really enslaved in the 1800s. You know, this is not made up. These are realisms. So that's what makes a movie different. You know, some may be fictional, and but this happens to be real. Um, that was also something, too, that, you know, I received from the movie and was really, really inspired by. Um, I have another question for you. Um, outside of, I guess, sort of, the tangible things that are happening around us on our day-to-day with social justice, um, what were some other resources that you used to kind of research this character of being Harriet's mother? Well, you know, the script had a lot of the information in it, and then we were given a book. So basically that was it, you know. Okay. Um, you can go Go ahead, Laurie. <laughs> okay. Um, so one other um, question that I wanted to ask, um, from Harriet, I realized, of course, that Harriet was a true survivor to the point where she was willing to risk her life and, you know, bring others into freedom as well. And um, from our research of who you are, we realized that you are also a survivor um, of breast cancer. And with this being the month of uh, October, um, I wanted to ask, you know, what are some takeaways of, or I guess what are some words of inspiration that you can give being a survivor yourself? How can you begin to share, I guess, sort of like that survival story to other women? Well, the first thing I say about being a survivor is I tell people I had cancer. It didn't have me. So I think in any situation that we all are faced with, you have a situation to deal with. Don't let the situation have you because in that way you become, you control the situation. You come out the victor. You don't let the situation control you and take over your life. I mean, we all have adversities. We all got something we got to deal with, but it's how you deal with it. And, you know, I just tell everybody, you know, to, to take care of yourself. That is so important. Uh, have your annual checkups. Have your, your, your mammograms if you're of age. Young women like yourself, do self-breast exams, you know, and not even just don't stop at breast exams. Go to your gynecologist. Get a yearly pap smear. Get your teeth cleaned. Get your eyes checked. Have a regular physician because you do have control over your life and your health. And, you know, it's when people think that just because you're 25, nothing can happen to you. No, that's incorrect. You need to be taking care of yourself. So, you know, those are the things I like to share about being a survivor. You just got to make it happen and be grateful because some people don't survive. Some people survive a short while. It may sound funny, but I'm one of the lucky ones that had the cancer because I had stage zero uh, called DCIS. That means that the cancer cells had not fallen out of my breast ducts yet. So I didn't have to do chemotherapy. I had a mastectomy. I didn't do radiation. I just had a mastectomy. But that was the best thing for me. I listened to my physicians, and I did what was best for me. So I, I encourage all women to not only take care of themselves, but see their physicians. And should you find yourself in this situation, this cancer situation, listen to your professionals. You don't get other opinions. But then listen and do what you need to do. Let, don't let cancer have you. You have it. Get rid of it and keep it moving. 
Awesome. Um, I think one of the other reasons that I love this story, for me, from this perspective, is that um, you, you get to see Harriet and her family, whereas a lot of times when the story is told, it's kind of just Harriet. And I feel like with the film, you get a lot of the backstory and you see a lot of the nuances that you may not get to see regularly in a classroom, per se, um, for a lot of us. That's one thing that I definitely took away from it was this idea of family. Um, if there's one thing that you would want audiences to walk away from after seeing this film, what would it be? Well, there's several things, but one of the things I will say is I want them to walk away feeling victorious and empowered and um, inspired, knowing that no matter what we're going through, what they're going through personally, if you could look at Harriet who had nothing, I mean, those people were enslaved. They had nothing, and she took that nothing and made something. The woman couldn't read or write. She listened to the to the ocean and the to the rivers, and she watched the star, and she listened to God, the God inside of her. That took her to freedom back and forth, time and time again, not losing a soul. If she can do that with nothing, and we are like centuries of since then, if this movie, if nothing else, you can do for this movie, but take from her that the word no and quit and I can't should not be an option if you want to succeed, no matter what it is you're trying to do. But let come out of this being victorious and inspired. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Vanessa Bell-Calloway. We appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate your contributions definitely to this film, and we're excited yeah. to inspire all of our listeners to go out and definitely take part in seeing this film. Lauren, did you have anything that you wanted to add? No, I just also want to piggyback on what Sharday just said, just thanking you for your time and, you know, just your words of encouragement. Um, even sitting here and listening to your feedback, um, one big takeaway for me from Harriet was to fight. And even in your life and your life experiences, you have also showed that in life you have to fight. Um, and so to even hear these words uttered from you and to kind of reemphasize some of the qualities that were expressed in the movie, I'm just, I'm over here and I'm super grateful and I'm super blessed and I'm super thankful. So I thank you again for your time and just your, your input on this amazing story. Well, thank you, ladies. And it sounds like you are incredible young women with a great show. I mean, you're doing your dream. Look at you. You guys are doing your thing, you know. And you just keep doing your thing, and one thing leads to another. The one thing I know for sure, it's already written. You just got to show up. But when you show up, show up ready and strong, ready to kick the door down and kick ass. Okay? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. And, um... All right, guys, and we're back. We hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Shout out to Sharday and Lauren for holding Ooh, down the fort yes. for us. Yes. Y'all, an amazing job. Um, we're so proud. Like, it's just so cool. Like, we we got to interview Vanessa Bell Calloway. Right. You know? Like, that's so dope. That was so dope. Decades and decades. Like, and she was dope. It's really cool. She was really dope. Yeah. Um, but we really want you guys to check out, make sure and check out... Um, Harriet. If you haven't already. Yes, Harriet. We know it's now. It came out on the first. Yes, Harriet is in theaters now. Um, yeah, so, I mean, check it out. We definitely um, have seen it. Yes. 
And so we can't tell you all about it. But no. we're, even though we kind of just did I can. a little bit. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we didn't. You're right. There's still a, a lot that like they can that. Take not away. that. Not like yeah, that. But um, I mean, it's, Monday's a perfect day to go, you know? The yeah. theater ain't crowded. Maybe you wanted to just wait out the rush. And then Tuesdays, you can get a discount. Potentially, I think it so. is family friendly. Yeah. Like it ain't one of them, you know. It definitely is family friendly. Slave movies, but you got to pray out there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Okay, so Harriet in theaters now. It's directed by Casey Lemons. It is um, starring Cynthia Revo, Leslie Oldham, Joel uh, Joe Alleman, Alwyn, excuse me, and Janelle Monae. Yeah, she did her thing. I yes. love Janelle Monae. She did yeah, her, her thing yeah, in this movie. So, so make sure and check it out. Harriet, Harriet, Harriet. And tell us what you in thought about it. Now. Yeah. Yeah, please tell us. Tell us what you thought about it. Yes. Great. And I mean, we, we gave y'all a word. We hashed it out already. A hashtag for this episode is hashtag reroute. So. So who's our woman currently winning? Uh, Vanessa Bo Calloway. Yes. Duh. Harriet Tubman. Duh. Duh. I mean. And the amazing the women. Yeah. The amazing women who are part of this, the cast of Harriet. Like, listen. Yes. Yeah. This strong, it. beautiful black women who is killing it in this movie? There's some strong, game. beautiful black men too in the movie. Okay. Just... <laughs> you know what? Come on, Jesus. Ooh, let my people. Oh. Wow. And on that note. And on that note, um, we would love to connect with you guys if you want to send a secret letter about your reroute or about you having to listen to God. If you're having issues hearing from God, listening to God, send us a secret letter. We would love to pray with you, stand in agreement with you about, you know, whatever it is or about you hearing from him in a different way in this new season. Um, check us out on social media at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even though we don't be tweeting like that. We got a website, though. Ooh. We do have a website. Yes. www.savegirlsecrets.com. Make sure when you go there, you subscribe so you can get all our secret letters and get invited to things like Secret Night yes, and events that nights. we have coming up. So, anything else you guys have to say? We love y'all. Yeah. Good God bless y'all. Good God bless you. Bye. Love and peace. Love and peace. Your word, hey, Lord. Order, hey, order. Every day, order. Order, I pray. Order, my sister. Order, in your 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 order,